Hey, this is Mark. And this is Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Oh my god, this movie was so tense. I swear to god, yeah. my nerves were shot by this movie. Like, it was exhausting how tense this movie was, Mark. I mean, the probable threat that he, you know, conveyed in this movie yeah. was there from the first moment you watch this movie. Yeah. The first time it's you're on screen. The uh, score that was done in this movie. Oh, that was oh. tense. The music really sold the tense in like the way it was framed and everything. Like they really put the invisible invisible yeah, man because you Simon... knew he was there. Like you could feel the tension in the room. He was there. He was somewhere there, but you didn't know where. Yeah. So we're talking about Invisible Man today. Exactly. And I I went and saw this by myself. I, would, I told my wife I was like, "You're not going to see this with me. I know you won't be able to handle it because of I the fact too. that when she went and saw Split with me." She had that moment in the movie theater where, like, you remember Split where there he goes and kidnaps those girls in the car, and oh, yeah. she's trolley trying to go for the door handle. Yeah. My wife couldn't take the pressure. She yelled at the top of her lungs. And I, don't, I don't think she re- realized she was yelling, but she's like, just go! Yeah. So once I saw the previews <laughs> for this and everything, and I started seeing the reviews, I'm like, I'm not taking you to this because I know this movie's going to be tense. And if you yell out in the middle of this movie, I swear to God, we'll never go to a movie with me again. Oh, so after watching that, I was I told her I got in the car and she goes, "Was it good? I'm like, it was really good, but you're going to watch it when it comes out on Blu-ray at home because you will not handle this movie well in theaters. Oh, it, was, it was serious. She goes, is that bad? I'm like, you remember that scene in Split that you freaked out on? She goes, she goes, yeah. I was like, the whole movie was like that except three times worse. I think, and I think it would be ten times worse for women. Oh, yeah. Not because it can't handle stuff, but because it touches all sorts of triggers. It really does. I mean, it is. It is. It's uh, a deep movie. Deep movie about stalking, about uh, manipulation, about domestic violence, about oh, all yeah. kinds of things. It is It is a very big trigger. Oh, yeah. And, and that's for, you know, I know a lot of women that have been, you know, sexually assaulted, verbally beaten right, up, right. physically beaten up and all that stuff. I couldn't imagine, like, it really shed some light on how these women have this PTSD and they constantly have that in the back of their mind. Like, even though, you know, the the way the movie goes is she leaves this man, her husband, for because he's so manipulative. Like, at one point she describes it as he was dictating the way I ate, the way I talked, yes. the way I dressed. And, and he, she goes, even times the way I thought. Right. Like, he was in her head 100%. Well, she ended up leaving him. And, like, that part, just from the beginning 10 minutes where she's escaping that house, it set the scene for how tense this movie was going to be. And this is a billionaire... Uh, tech genius. Tech genius. Yes. Uh, he's... What was it? He was... He was, the, he was the leader, world leader winner in optics. optics. Yeah. It was really the modern-day version of the story. It's nothing that you hadn't really seen before when it comes to Invisible Man. Correct. Except it's more modern, and it's a more in-depth psychological take than I think I've seen before in this type of movie for this character. Right, I think so. And it really works for modern artists. It's like they really modernized it and took it down a route that you wouldn't have expected for this character. Like, Very usually true. for the Invisible Man, he's creates a serum right, that turns him invisible turn and then invisible. he go, he gets this god complex because he's invisible. He can get away with whatever he wants and that's when he starts doing the bad stuff. This, this guy, guy is just a dickhead. Yeah, he's just an asshole who loves manipulating people and loves controlling everything he can control. 
fakes a suicide or he commits suicide right. and she she knows she has this feeling that this isn't real like something's mm-hmm. wrong here and then that's when he starts to for lack of a better term haunt her like he starts right. to yeah. really, really fucking haunt her and there was some scenes in here where it was like oh my god like i was sitting there thinking what would i do in this situation and there's one scene in particular i'm thinking about where he pulls the blankets off them she's sleeping in the bed with one her friend's daughter because she had nowhere else to go like she was right. hiding in this one place she felt safe and they were laying better and he rips the covers off of them slowly and starts taking pictures of them while they're yes. sleeping just to fuck with her she goes and picks up the blankets off the floor and all of a sudden she can't pull the she more because he's standing <laughs> she's like standing she sees the footprints there oh, and she's crazy. like you see her gears ticking in her head trying to digest what she's seeing right and i was thinking i was like what the fuck would i do in that situation and like the man part of me was like i'd throw that sheet over him and i'd start whooping the shit out of him yeah. but then i was like, like but seriously like that's something you had never thought you'd see in real life or in reality and like what would you do and you've been through this trauma yeah and you're sitting there going okay you know this person is still here messing with you yeah. and everything like that it's like oh my god she knew it too like there was so much in this movie where you're just like what the fuck what oh oh god no like yeah. you knew you the tension was there and you're like okay it's about to hit it's about to hit and then it would just go a second longer you're like Oh, maybe not. Nope, there, nope, it, is. there it is. Like, one movie that oh, did that gosh. really well was The Meg. The Meg did it really well because you it kept going. Like, you thought, okay, this is the jump scare. This is when it happens. And then it didn't. And then it's like, okay, here it comes. I know it's coming now. Nope, that's not it either. Okay, here it comes. Nope. That, oh, there it is. Like, when right. we least expecting This one, it did that, but not to the extent that The Meg did. But the tension was unfucking real It was completely tense for the whole movie. And Elizabeth Moss sold it completely throughout this movie. I She was just frazzled from beginning to end. I mean, it was not... Only when the end actually came did she actually look peaceful and normal. Yeah, well, yeah, at the very, very, the very end after end. everything went down. And she... God, she was... I've never heard of her. I don't remember seeing her in anything. Oh, The Handmaid's Tale. I don't watch The Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Don't watch it. My wife's watched it. I I haven't watched it either. She's in Girl Interrupted. A couple other movies out there, too. She's been in... This is her latest. She was in Us. Oh, okay. I saw her in Us. Mm -hmm. She was in The Old Man and the Gun, Light of My Life, Chuck, The Free World, Meadowland, Queen of... Nothing really, like, hugely popular that I'm seeing. Except for The Handmaid's Tale. Ooh, yeah, The she Handmaid's Tale. Emmys for and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but no no major release movies. These are all movies. Let's right. See. Yeah, she's in The Handmaid's Tale. She's done a couple... She's done an episode of The Simpsons. Well, who hasn't at this point? She was in Mad Men. Yes, So was also she, a She's one. a huge TV actress, but mm-hmm. for somebody that doesn't watch a lot of TV, right. she was new to me. Right, I don't... Even though she was in a lot of movies, it's probably a lot of movies I wouldn't have seen. Yeah, nothing I would really have seen, but... She killed it in this movie. Like, she absolutely killed it. She was... Everything was palpable. Like, she... This movie wouldn't have worked if you wouldn't have bought her tension, her scaredness, like, all of it. They would just... You couldn't have bought it unless she sold it. And she sold that there was somebody in the room with her she couldn't see. Exactly. There was somebody after her all the time. And, like, there was... There was one scene in particular where she has a sit-down with her sister... And her eyes are all puffy and she's just looked so frazzled and stuff like that. I was like, damn, this girl has been through the fucking ringer. Like, this is holy shit. Like, she has been through it. So he 
the husband fakes commits suicide to start haunting her and he leaves her five million dollars and everything that happens after that point was methodically planned out he knew what he was doing he manipulated every situation to put her in the right position he wanted her just to fuck with her even more up until a point where he's like okay i've done what i wanted to do to you this is your option either you can stay here in this jail cell and we'll get to why she was in a jail cell in a little bit Mm -hmm. Or you can come back to me, and we can have our family, and we can live our lives. He right. he gave her literally and no I'll, option. Yeah, he, he, no she, option. Either he, come with me or stay in this jail cell. Yeah, pretty much. And it wasn't it's like terrible. a jail cell jail cell. It was a mental, mental hospital, hospital jail yeah. cell. Because he made her look fucking insane. I mean, somebody's coming screaming, oh, he's here, he's here. When they showed pictures of the dead body, he was in an urn, like his ashes yeah. were. It, it, the whole thing. And nobody can see him. Nobody can see him. <laughs> and then when people started, did, started to see him when when he's when it when he started showing him a little bit it was like oh fuck and that's when shit yeah. really started to hit the fan but yeah. it was balls to the wall nonstop and at one point i was just like please can you please end i can't take much more of this like <laughs> this is just so tense like oh my god it was wild ride so a couple spoilers happen she's living with her friend and you know, there was there was a couple shocking scenes where like, holy shit, he just did oh, that. Oh yeah. And he is so invisible and so quiet, you never know he was there. Well, the one big the one big first shock part besides the sheet thing where he really started to make his presence known and really started to mess with her, is she was on the floor crying because he sent an email to her sister saying he she never wanted to see him right. and see her again. She wish she, she was, was dead, dead instead of her her her, her ex and all that stuff. Well, she was on the floor crying, and that girl, who was probably about 16, 17 years old... Oh, yeah, comes in to comfort her. Yeah, comfort her and saying, hey, we'll kick Dad out for a girl's night. Right. That sounds like fun. And she goes, yeah, and let's do that. And all of a sudden, he just punches her in the face. Boom! A heart, just, too. I was, it was a solid yeah. hit, and you hear her go, Phew! I was like, holy oh, shit, yeah. I was not expecting that. And the girl gets up screaming, Dad, she hit me. I was like, she's all the way... Like, even though it was yes. so fast and stuff... She was a you should know better. Away. Like she was far enough away to know that you couldn't have been hit at that angle that hard no. that quickly. Like maybe in her mind it didn't correlate because it was a shock. It, it was just a punch she just got face. punched in the face. Yeah. And if somebody's been punched in the face from behind before, you're just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> she got decked <laughs> yeah. hard and she hit the ground. And at that point, that's when it started. To yeah, fucking, escalate big. That's time. when the dominoes started falling hard. Because, you know, dad is not having that. No, head. and there was so many tense scenes, like the scene where she starts kind of like suspecting he's around and mm-hmm. she goes out into the outside and you can see her breath. And then all of a sudden you see, you see his, his breath. breath. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, and man. The, so it, that's when it really starts to escalate. So they leave. He's getting her somewhere safe because he thought she hit her right. because she's having these mental breakdowns, quote unquote. Because she, he's really fucking with her, but nobody believes her. Right. And she calls his cell phone, the her ex's cell phone, just to see if he'll answer. Or see, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, I know he's alive. Let me call his cell phone to see. And here's the vibration. And she hears the vibration the up in the, in the crawl oh space. Oh, gosh, yeah. And she goes up and she investigates and she finds a knife that he had taken off the counter earlier. And you saw that knife disappear mm-hmm. right before he turned up the, the stove all the way and started right. a kitchen fire, which was crazy. I was like... Oh, God. Like, please don't tell me this house is going to burn down. And they made light of the situation. The girls just thought they overcooked something. Right. But she finds the knife that he had in a plastic baggie. She finds his cell phone and those pictures that he took on her phone. Mm -hmm. Or on on his his phone phone, of them sleeping. 
And she's starting to like piece it together a little bit. Right. And then she starts to hear the noise. And she goes back to the crawl space and looks down at the ladder. And obviously there's nothing there. But you know something's, something's there. there. Yeah. And she grabs this paint bucket and throws it all the paint down real quick. And that's when you see his silhouette. And it, it was tangibly scary. Like you're yeah. just like, holy crap, there he is. Like I knew he was close, but not that close. Exactly. And though it looked weird when I, I noticed this right away, right when she threw the paint on him. His... It looked very golf ball texture. Yeah, he, it had no you know measurable features. Yeah, it was. It didn't know? look human. Yeah, like it, was, it had exactly. a human shape, body, but the texture was not human looking. Like you exactly. know, anytime there was no you nose, saw mouth, you know, anytime you saw anything in the Visible Man, you whenever they poured something on them or did something to them, you saw the nose, the yeah. mouth, the the human features of the ears and stuff like that. Nothing was there. It was just a round humanoid shape with Correct. this golf ball texture. Well, the reason for that is she ends up escaping, going back to the house and looking into his his lab that he had in the house. Well, this is the part where they modernized it and they didn't do a serum. They right. built him a his suit. He built yeah. this suit with these cameras. Like it was like a, millions of eyes of yeah. all over the body, and everywhere the camera saw, the camera behind it was projecting that image all over the body to right. make him look invisible. It was really, really cool and well, well done, done how they did it. It made well sense. Done. And at that point, she's like, okay, I know how he did this. And she took that suit. It was his second suit. And she hit it. Mm-hmm. Well, then she had another knockout, drag-out fight with him in that house. I mean, she had a couple knockout. Really that first knockout, drag-out yeah. fight after she found him with the paint and everything, that was tense where he was throwing her around yeah. the house and she was smashing glass on him. And she, you're thinking, okay, this guy's got to be on something because she's whooping the shit out of him. Like, she's breaking glass she plates over a, him. But he's and, also got that suit. Well, so you didn't know that at the time. Oh, though. okay. So you're like, man, how the fuck is he taking all these kind hits? He did because it was after the paint. Yeah, but you didn't know that he was wearing the suit, yeah, though. You didn't know it was an actual suit until at, when she went to the house after that. Right when she dropped the paint on him, my eyes caught the texture. Yeah, that's what she I didn't know. I, she just knew he was there at yeah, that I, point. Yeah, I saw it. I knew it was the suit at yeah, that point. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what we figured, but she had no idea. So she's right. whooping the shit out of him. You're thinking, man, something's up with this guy, clearly, besides being right. invisible. Because he is taking these hits like a champ. Mm-hmm. And then you see the suit later on. You're like, oh, that, that suit's really protecting him. Because it, right. it looks rubberized with a lot of metal in it to protect the cameras. Plus, and it has to have some depth to it. Yeah, it was thick. It was cameras. a thick suit. Yeah, it was It was really cool suit. Like It was creepy in the sense that with all the cameras looking like eyeballs on it. Right. But it was so, so well cool. done that it was so really nice. cool. Well, she ends up hiding the suit and calling her sister to come meet her. You know, she oh, after they man. had that tense moment of not, you know, she never wanted to see her again, all that other stuff because of that email. Well, her sister comes to meet her in an open place, in a restaurant yeah. where she thought she'd be safe. safe. Yeah, you weren't safe oh, there. Oh, my gosh, man. She's sitting there talking to her saying, hey, you know, I know he's still alive and I know this. I can prove it. I've seen this. Blah, blah. Well, all she's all saying is she's saying... You need to believe me. Like, yeah. please, I need you to believe me. And yeah. her sister's giving her the time. She's like, you know, I oh, okay, just start explaining to me. And then her oh, eyes got sudden. wide. Yeah. And you're like, oh, she's seeing some shit. And she sees this knife beside her sister's head. Just floating. And just, he slices her throat. He slices his sister's throat, just yeah. Completely. And it and it like, was quick. Like, the part that blew my mind. And he puts a knife in her hand. Yeah, that was the part that, that blew my mind. Crazy. How fast he slit her throat and then shoved, shoved that knife right in her hand. Yes. And she's just like, uh, uh, oh shit. And then everybody knows, oh my god. And they start <laughs> screaming. It's like, yep. man. And then that's the part where they 
put her put yes. her in jail while well, in the, in the, the psychiatric ward. Yeah. And he goes and while she's getting drugged, you know, when she's about to pass out, he leans in and whispers to her surprise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this guy is fucking yeah, genius. He's like nice. he's crazy, but he's a genius. He, he He's so crazy, he picks his spots. Yeah. I mean, he just knows, he's inc- it's incredibly patient because he's sitting there 90% of the time not doing a damn thing. Yeah. He Well, I was thinking, I was like, where the fuck is he sleeping at and all this stuff? Yeah. And like, how is he getting out of these places and... You know, you heard the door open that one time in the right. distance, and that's when he was coming in to fuck with her the first time when you saw his breath. But you're just like, man, how is he getting out of all these places? Where is he sleeping? How is he going? Like, you're like, how the hell? But right. that wasn't important. It's just semantics of the movie. But from there, you know, her, his brother comes in, and you thought his brother was a sympathetic character up to that point. You know, he goes, you know, my brother used to torture me too. You know, Long before he, he met you. Yeah, I dealt with it forever, and... It was at that point where the brother's talking to her saying, you're not getting this money anymore because you have criminal charges against you now, this, that, and the other. And at that point where he said, okay, here's your out. And he showed that he was actually part of the whole scheme. Right. And you were like, oh, fuck, what a mind fuck. And then you found out she was pregnant as well. Mm-hmm. And he had wanted to knock her up, but she was secretly taking birth control. And this is the part where you realize the depth of this insanity of this guy was he, he had found out she was taking birth control. And he swapped her pills and knocked Placebo. her up. Yeah. yeah. And she had no idea. And I was just like, oh my God, he has quite literally controlled every aspect yeah, of this. Every like, single one. And then that's the point where she hits the fuck it mode and she says, no, I'm not taking his deals. And the brother goes, okay, I'll give you three days to decide. Mm-hmm. And so she, she took a pen from his briefcase and took like a little piece of like gum or something yeah, that was stick on the table that they right. were talking at. Well, she hides the pen in her room. And you see the the ward come in and try to check all her room, and he doesn't find anything. Tells her good night, and she knows he's in there with her. So she goes to her shower, pulls the pen from the top of the ceiling where she had it hidden with the gum, mm-hmm. and says, "Okay, I'm not giving. You're not taking this baby. You're not getting any of this." And she stabs herself in her arm and starts to drag it down. I was like, "Oh, this bitch yeah, is gonna kill herself. Kill it's game so over." Too. And then you see her arm just stop, and he had grabbed her. Yeah. And she's like, "There you are." And then she just proceeded to beat the shit out of the knife. And I mean, she just kept going at it. Like, she stabbed him a good six, seven times. You're like, okay, she's going to get through that suit. She's going to hurt him. No, it just fucked up the suit. And this starts the part where you have to suspend your disbelief. Well, this is the part where you had an issue. (laughs) I didn't have an issue when I watched it because it just, it happened so quick. But security guards start coming into play. And his suit's malfunctioning, flickering in and out. And you start to see the eyes moving. It was really creepy. Like, the way the suit was just appearing. Well, everybody starts seeing him off and on. Mm -hmm. But not enough to where they can get a good grasp on him. And he starts whooping the shit out of the security guards. Right. Well, here's the thing. What is it? Eight? He took out a good ten of them. Nine security guards come flooding in. I mean, it's like four at a time in the first part. Yeah. And he takes them out. Okay? Quickly, Then another one comes in. Two more come around the corner. See those two through two or four taken out. Mm -hmm. And... They, he takes them out. Okay, by this time, I would think, okay, a dude comes around the corner, you're like, what the hell's going on with this? You gotta do something. And his suit is malfunctioning. So it's <laughs> flickering in and out. So you but can it's get only malfunctioning of, when oh, they need it to malfunction. Like, it was a huge, yeah. it was just, it was for story it was purposes. It a good plot device. Right. But it was, I just couldn't imagine going, okay, everybody's gonna get taken out. Every single person. 
That's just yeah. Well, and they kept pointing their guns at her, like stay on the ground. And yeah. They, like some of them, you could see the gear sticking in her head. Like there's no way she, she did, did all this. this. They start looking around, and, and then they come out like, and just whoop the shit yeah. out of him again. I mean, that one scene where he grabbed that guy's hand with the gun in it, pulled it down, put it against his kneecap, yeah. and made him pull the trigger. And you yeah. see the blood splatter against the wall, and his kneecap just give out. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she ends up escaping and trying right. to chase him down. And it, that's when you see him get in his car and drive away. So well, he had a vehicle. He, finally, though, there was a person left alive that could besides collaborate her, her story. Collaborate yeah. her story, too. Well, I mean, I don't think he killed every single one of those security guards. He knocked them unconscious. Like, he didn't... Yeah. He hit a lot of them hard. I think yeah. one guy, he shoved his nose up because he oh, yeah, probably exactly. popped him right there. And I was just like, oh... God, but I mean, he whooped the shit out of them. But he, I think a few were left alive, enough to corroborate her story. Right. But it doesn't matter at that point because this is where it starts to trail off a little bit. Right. Well, she gets, he tells her in the hospital room, you know, you want to keep doing this, I'm really going to hurt you even more. I'm going after somebody you love, which was that little girl. Right. So that's exactly. right before that whole fight scene took place. And he goes, you see her chasing him down in the car and everything. And she calls the cop, the guy that she was staying with. The he father says, you the need girl. to get home. Yeah. Something bad's going to happen to your daughter. And he's like, how are you going to hold me? And she goes, don't worry about it. Just if you love your daughter, go home and protect her. Mm-hmm. So he goes to her house. Well, the little girl's home all alone. And you know he's already in that house. Yeah. And you hear, she kind of wakes up because she hears something. And she grabs her mace, which was a joke earlier in the movie. Right. <laughs> it was just so funny. The dad goes... What are you gonna do with that? They put that away. You you bought it for me, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, it ends up helping her. So she she grabs the mace and she sprays it and she hits the suit and I guess it got into the suit and right. the, the guy got knocked against the wall and she starts to escape but he grabs her and he just he yanks her and it was wild. Anytime he'd start yanking on people and whipping them around, they were just they were quite literally just floating there, and floating yeah. around. And you're like, God damn, this dude's strong. Like he is whooping the shit out of these people. Well, the dad comes home at that point. He's a big dude. Like, he's six foot, six yeah. foot two. All this, uh, jacked. What's his, name? What's his last name? Uh, let me look. I, I got the cast list right here. Let's see. The dad's name was... Let's see. So, Elizabeth Moth played Cecilia, which was the main right. character. Oliver Jackson Cohen played Annie Dream Griffin, which was the Invisible Man. Aldous Hodge, Aldous Hodge was yeah. James Lanier, which is a childhood friend of Cecilia. Then there right. was Storm Reed as Sydney, which is the little girl. And then Harry Dyer is her sister, sister. and Michael Dorman is uh, Adrian's brother, Tom. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, the dad comes home and sees his daughter getting choked out on the floor and starts trying to, like, fight. He, you know, he believes at this point that there's an invisible man here. He starts right. trying to fight. Well, he gets the shit kicked out of him, too. Oh, yeah. Like, to the point where I thought he was dead. I like too. Because there was blood being splattered all over the wall from him mm-hmm. getting hit so hard, and it was brutal. Well... At the last second, here comes Cecilia with a fire extinguisher, sprays it into the hallway, and it coats part of the suit, and she puts, and she like, five bullets in him. him. Yeah. And that's, you see the blood come out. All right, she's like, all right, you, she's got him. It's game over yeah. now. Like, all right, that's the end of it. Well, they pull off the mask of the suit, and it wasn't Adrian. It was Tom. The brother. Yeah, the yeah. brother. And you're just like, what the? No, no fucking way. Like, there's no he's not doing It's all not this possible. Crap, no. no, there's no way. He's not that smart. He's, yeah, there's no. no way in hell. Well, they see the police raiding Adrian's house mm-hmm. at that point, like a whole SWAT team. Well, they find Adrian tied up in the basement, and Boarded so he, up, he tied up. you know, you, at this point, you're like, wait, was he captive the whole time? Was this really Tom? You're like, no. no. And she even she doesn't believe it either because she's like, if he could commit suicide and still be alive, and 
fake everybody out. He's faking this. Like, it was him. I yep. know it was him. Well, at that point, you know, the invisible suit's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just not there. Well, she's she's so upset because he's going to get away with all this. Right. Even though he killed her sister, he's going to get away with all this. Well, she ends up calling him one night. And she goes and meets him at his house for a dinner. And, you know, they're talking about the baby and everything. She goes... If we're going to get back together, if we're, you're going to have any part of this child's, child's life, life yeah. you need to be honest with me. Well, she's bugged because mm-hmm. the, the cop's listening. James is listening. And and she goes, you need to be honest with me. And he, he doesn't. He doesn't, doesn't push himself to anything. He doesn't. Yeah. He's like, I had nothing to do with this. I was a hostage the whole time. And he leans in. He's talking to her. And he goes, I know you better than you know yourself. I know that's a surprise. And it's like, oh, this yeah. cocky motherfucker. Like, like, you knew it. So she, she starts crying. She goes, may I go clean myself up? And he goes, yeah. And he's sitting there all smug and stuff. And then all of a sudden you see a knife he, he was holding get put up. He slits his own throat in front of the camera yeah. like he's committing suicide. And then it clicks in your head like, she had hidden a suit earlier. Yep. The second suit she found, she just murdered this dude. And she comes back around the corner a few seconds later and makes a big old show in front of the camera, calls the cops. James is running in. And at the point by the time James gets up to the house, she's walking out with her dog in a bag. And she looks totally normal, fine. And he goes, what happened? She goes, he killed himself. It's on camera. He killed himself, right? And James looks down at the bag. The bag's open. You see the suit inside the bag. And he goes, yep, sounds like suicide to me. Like he... He helped her out, and at the end, she goes and stands up in the open and just has a moment where she's completely calm, like she's finally free, mm-hmm. and you're just like, God damn, like there's still one suit open out in the open now, so it's like, right. are they going to make a sequel, or are they going to leave it the story alone, are they going to make a spinoff? Well, they are making a spinoff. Elizabeth Banks is making The Invisible Woman, which I hope they don't use Elizabeth Moss for that. I hope she Correct. stays kind of like... Her own story, like, story do not make her a bad guy. She exactly. had her whole arc. I would hope not. I was honestly surprised when they said Elizabeth Moss is going to be directing the spinoff called Invisible Woman. When they told, when I read the article I read said that she had her pick. Elizabeth any, Banks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. What, who was I saying? Elizabeth Olsen? Is it Banks? Was I say Banks? Did I say Banks? What did I say? Moss, I think. Well, okay. Her Elizabeth Banks, excuse me. Elizabeth Banks is getting her pick. She got her pick from any Universal Monster movie she wanted to make. Oh, wow. And she yeah. chose the Invisible Woman spinoff. And I was like, why? There's no way you're going to top this movie. This is just not possible. No, I, don't I, don't, so. I don't think so. Why not go with something different and do the like the Bride of Frankenstein or something? Something. Why Why try to ride the coattails of this movie and make it more about a, a woman having her empowerment, being invisible and messing with men this way? Like that was perfect. Like that woman had her redemption arc. She proved that oh, crazy yeah. man wrong. That she, she was exactly. better than him, and all this. Like other you stuff. said, the redemption arc was there. You had, you know, you were perfectly vindicated at the end. Yeah, and free. I don't think a spinoff is necessary, or you know, I don't. I think she could Elizabeth think could pick something different to go with, like the Bride of Frankenstein. Not yeah. this one, because this movie, this movie Here's works. See, as a we'll see how it works. We'll see how it works. Uh, director. Oh, yeah. Lee yeah. Wanell yeah. uh, is now signed a first look contract with Blumhouse. Yeah. He did this and actually, you know, also famous for a lot of different horror movies. Blumhouse is they did, uh, getting big nowadays. Didn't they do the. Get Out as well. They did Get Out. I think yeah. they were part of Us. No, they did. They, let's see here. 
Blumhouse signed a first look deal with Universals in 2014, so they have access to all their monsters. Correct. In 2015, they did Unfriended, Insidious Chapter 3, The Gift, and The Visit. That was like their turning point for me. Like, The the Gift and The Visit was crazy. And Upgrade. I don't know if you ever seen Upgrade. Upgrade was fantastic. But that was another a... Lee Wanell. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Lee... Was that him? Yeah. Same yeah. guy. Oh, shit. Yeah, same guy. Know. You know, he was involved in Saw, too. He was actually on screen in Saw. He was yes. the guy uh, opposite Carrie Ells in the That's room. him? Yeah. No shit. Lee Wanell, yeah. Wow. Well, Blumhouse also did Split, Get Out, Happy Death Day, uh, Halloween. That right. was when I was like really like, okay, they're really getting serious. Halloween. Yeah, the new one. Was yeah, amazing, yeah. and they did Glass, and like they're really oh, yeah, breaking they into really mainstream good. movies nowadays. So the fact that they have access to all these Universal monsters, mm-hmm. and after the way they did this movie, I'd much rather watch those than the uni- Dark Universe that Universal was pushing for with I the Mummy. Because they they modernized the Invisible Man, they made it tense as hell and scary. Like there yeah. were some points where I was like, I jumped. I was like, holy crap! And I'm sitting here by myself in the movie theater, like. No reason to be scared, Kendrick. It's okay. Nobody's sitting next to you. It's all right. That's terrible. Whoa, shit. There's something. Like, it was crazy. But it was... I can't wait to see what they do with more monster movies. Like, I would love to see them modernize. Do a modernized take on, like, Dracula or Frankenstein. Or even the ones that are more based in science. You know, uh, speaking of which, the Dracula Netflix series. The The BBC one that we watched? Was excellent. Oh yeah, that was that excellent. Was, that and was if they could market. do something in that vein, yes, with him today, that would be awesome too. Yeah, I'd like to see something going on with that. But yeah, I mean, if they can, like you said, take those characters, modernize them, figure out how a way that okay, this is really what's happening because they did, like you said, an excellent job. The suit was believable. Oh yeah, it was, it was absolutely with tech it was, nowadays. It was really it believable. was creepy so, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Lee Wanell was his first. Directorial debut was Insidious Chapter 3. Mm-hmm. And then he did Upgrade, which Upgrade was yeah. a great movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was brutal, but it was great. great. And then yeah. The Invisible Man. Man, I like I like his directing style. Like he, Each one of his movies has gotten better mm-hmm. and better. I and agree. I, shit, I can't. I hope he does something cool again. Like I would love to see him do Frankenstein personally. Because right. if he did that well with that suit... I can't imagine what he would do with Frankenstein. Yeah, I believe you. I agree with that. That's going to be wicked cool. I mean, hell, let him do his own universal monster universe kind of like with this. Because that suit's still out there. He could bring... He could start his own little universe with this. But I I feel like standalone stories would probably be better for these characters in these movies and stuff like that. I agree. Because, you know, each one is such an icon that they would warrant that. they warrant that kind of attention. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't want to sit back and mash up all the time... Dragon Frankenstein, that's been done, of course, you know, in the old uh, 70s and Broadway yeah. movies and stuff like well, that. Yeah, and this movie's doing well. It's critically. Oh, yeah. It's about 29 million box it, office. It, well, no, it was a budget of 7 million. Right now, it's sitting at 49.2 million. Oh, really? Yeah, which is impressive because wow. the global box office is taking a hit right now in general just because of the coronavirus Corona, and everything. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but it's. It's going to make its money. It's doing well. And I'm surprised wow. this movie was made on a budget of 7, 7 million. million yeah. Because the effects, well, the effects were great. Like, when they were getting dragged around and stuff, you knew it really looked like somebody was there dragging them. But they did a really good job of making him truly invisible in right. that sense. And it was, there, was not, there wasn't that many effects. The suit looked amazing, like I said. Mm-hmm. But I could see how they had a budget of $7 million, I think. About oh, yeah. It. But it was... It a lot was, of green screen work. You know, stuff like yeah, that. I don't so think it was even that sure. much green screen work. I mean, it was 
Well, you figured, you know, the people getting dragged around. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, wires and stuff, yeah. I'm sure. Unless they had somebody actually dragging him and he was just in a green screen suit. Mm-hmm. That's what I think they did. I'd be curious how they did that, actually. Yeah. I can't wait for the movie to come out and watch the uh, the special features on yeah. that. Because that's cool. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a solid two hours. You know, at first, like the first, I'd say the first 30 minutes, they kind of drug by because it was building the yeah. tension. And you're just like sitting there like, okay... Something needs to happen. I'm starting to like just when's this shit gonna go down? And then mm-hmm. it's really started to pick up the pace. The last hour, hour and a half was just a roller coaster. And it's like, okay, I can see why the first thirty minutes were yeah. building the tension because it was well worth it. Guys, but I think you know, I mean, I know it's slow as far as uh, action and things like that. But I think her portrayal of just being so frazzled, frazzled throughout that whole part of that movie was just like okay. Because, I mean, you know, she was scared to go out to the mailbox. Yeah. You know, she finally went out for a little bit. And it was like, oh, you know, saw the guy running down the street and yeah. ran back to the house. <laughs> Freaked her out and she ran you know, back So in. it was like, you know, she carried a lot of that, you know, which was really, really good on her part. I'm glad they kept uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen hidden away behind the suit most of the movie. Because when they yeah. finally showed him in person and stuff... He had some buck teeth that were distracting the fuck out of me. <laughs> oh, I was just like, I don't find this guy scary anymore. Like, those buck teeth are just too huge, man. I don't know. I was just like, what the hell? But it was tense. You're a billionaire. You can get those Yeah, you can get those fix, man. Come on. You're going to chew a beaver dam up with those things. It was a good movie. I highly recommend seeing it in theaters. The music, the tension, the dark room. It just, it completed the whole experience. Yes, Simon Wallish did score for this. No, it was uh, Benjamin Benjamin Wallish. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah Benjamin yeah. Wallish. Uh, his yeah. brothers, brothers, uh, Simon. What is Simon Wallish? Does he do music father's, too? Yeah, his father's on. I think Andre, Andre Wallish. He. They're all classically trained. As dad's a cellist, he's more of a pianist, and his brothers, I think, a violinist, maybe. So, okay, so his he's yeah. the son of Elizabeth Walfish, an Austrian Burrick violinist, Raphael Walshrich, a yeah. British cellist. There you go. He is the eldest of three children. And his grandparents are pianists Peter Walfish and cellist Anita Lasker. So they had Walfish. no choice. Yeah, yeah, he, quite literally <laughs> yeah. there was no choice here. But he's like you said, the music was it was te- it helped build the tension. The music yeah. helped build the palpable scenes where you're just like something is about, about to fucking to happen, hit man. the fan. It was it just further proves my point that music will make or break a movie or a scene. Yeah. And that, that, that soundtrack I truly pushed forward that movie. Like, it it really laid into the fact that this is... There's tension, there's build-up, there's execution, all of it. And it was... Oh, my God. I want to go watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Like, I, w- I, was, I was done afterwards. So I was just like, all right. My nerves can take a break. No, oh, yeah, it's you're not right. Really many I mean, movies it's, where I feel that tense. felt like there was no slack in no. that rope. You're just constantly. And even like thing. the big horror icons don't even do that. Like the newest no. Halloween was an amazing movie, mm-hmm. but to me it wasn't a horror movie. It was more of a just a awesome adventure kind of like right. movie. It was it, like it was some scary. It was a slasher movie, sure, but it didn't feel like a horror movie. This was a horror movie. Not just the sense that it was spooky and scary, but it was a mind fuck of a movie as well. Yeah. Like, compared to what this girl had to yeah, go through. Yeah, it was. So, yeah. It's, guys, buyer beware when you take your girls to see this movie, especially if they've been through some stuff in their life, because this may yeah. fuck them up a little bit. Like, I, it's why I want to wait to show my wife in the comfort of her home, so I can be there to, like, calm her down and stuff like that. Yeah, not a first true. date movie. Not no, a first no, date no, movie no, at no, all. No, not at all. 
But it was a great movie. Score one to ten. I'm giving it an eight seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving it. I'm going. I'm going a nine. Like okay. it's. They shit. Yeah, I like. I like it. It was. I can't wait to buy it. Like my dad texts me. As the movie was going on, he goes, you, have you seen Invisible Man yet? And I called him afterwards. Like, I literally just walked out of the theater. Go see this movie. Right. It was, oh, this is so good. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would shit my pants. Oh, Creepy. my God. Creepy. All right, you got anything else for this? No, man. No? Like, good deal? It's refreshing to see a true horror movie, though. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, it I'm, I'm real skeptical about horror movies because they're just... I think I find the people in them to be very stupid. Well, it, this, yeah, it's very stupid. yeah, and these people weren't stupid except for no. those security guards. Like they yeah, had, they, they, little, they yeah. had a few dumb moments, right? But there's always but this point in time where you're like, "The fuck is wrong with you, idiots? Yeah, why don't you just go and do this? Like you're, like okay, one of my big ones. Uh, I, I hate this movie. It was the the strangers, the second one, not the first one, the second one, where the guy. You remember that movie? No. Man, where they had like the three people wearing the masks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the second one, the first one was good. The second one bothered the hell out of me, and it was like the dumbest fucking horror movie I've ever seen. Because there's this one scene where the dad comes out after somebody had just been killed and they found a dead body or something, and he goes, "I will shoot you. You better get out of here now, or I will shoot you." I was like, "No, shoot, shoot that motherfucker! You just found a dead body. And this guy's out here with a knife. Shoot, shoot that him. bitch! Like, what are you <laughs> thinking?" What are you th- I mean, yeah, get up close to him, too. Get yeah. really close and let him take the gun away from you. Do that. that Do movie, that fucking That trick. movie wasn't even That's a horror stupid. movie. It was a how-to on how to fucking die. Like, yeah. it was stupid. <laughs> God, I hated that movie. Oh, yeah. And I was looking forward to it, too, because I love The Strangers. Yeah. Like, fuck, I hate The Strangers, too. Whichever, I don't yeah, remember. I remember The Strangers now. Now that you say The, the Strangers was creepy. That was yeah, a that truly was a creepy, creepy movie. movie. Like, that was another movie that was really tense. That yeah, was. And Liv Tyler, Tyler sold that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I agree. Chills. Freaks me out. Alright. I don't got anything else. You got anything else? No, sir. Go see this movie. You'll love it. I've been Kendrick. And I've been Mark. And this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening.